what are the rules for um, fair use? Are we how is there? Are we limited to snippets? Yeah, we could do for snippets. a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want Kanye to come for yeah. us. Plus, we don't want to like actually play the full song because it's like it's yeah. a lot. Kanye's gonna tell us to go find God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't come back till you found God. What's up, guys? This is Draga B. Tengalmatic here coming to you from L.A., California. This is the Donda Reaction Podcast. It's been about a month, I believe, since this album came out on a Sunday. I remember you're the one that texted me, Nahum, in the morning saying it's out. At East Coast. I was in the East Coast. You so were. I was up early. Yeah. So obviously it's been a month. Um, and uh, we, we talked about wanting to do this uh, kind of more of a, not so much of a reaction, even though it is a reaction, but not trying to do the hot takey, you know, instant reaction the minute yeah. it came out. We we did say like, well, let this, let, we'll let this project breathe a little bit because obviously there's going to be a lot of news coming out of it. Obviously, um, people are going to talk about the sales. People are going to talk about what they thought. Um, and of course, just the whole rollout. And I think for the most part, I think you and I, we listened to the album and we were just like messaging each other about how great this thing is. And we we're just like, wow, this is like an experience in itself. And I think that's where we feel like, yeah, we should definitely uh, let this breathe. And we're here to discuss this album. I know that for both of us, it, it meant a lot to hear Kanye come back again, um, especially with just um, how it how it happened to be coming out like the listening sessions to just all the little things, you know, the little rumors, yeah. all the little leaks and everything. And you always felt like, man, like, what's this Donda project that he's coming out with? So we're here to do that. And uh, Nahum's here with me, as you can hear him. But yeah. What's up, guys? I love I love that you're doing this, letting it breathe. Because I first off, I do not trust any, any like, opinions on an album no. when it comes to... Um, not pitchfork or yeah when it when it's like a react an instant reaction it's been like two days like you could not have possibly have heard it and um yes that's one two i'm like i i'm always wary of people trying to be this arbiter of what's good and what yeah. isn't so to me like what the way to really gauge an album is listen to what his core fan base mm -hmm. thinks about an album I, like i don't care I don't care what like a stranger, you know, a random person thinks about an album. I want to know what did the like. Yeah, you can try to have an objective voice and like you know yeah, rate yeah. it objectively. But what did did his fan base connect with it? And now I'm not talking about the fanboys because that'll like you know yeah. he, that's what's the meme that he can record a blank a blank yeah. album and people like me will be <laughs> all over it. But in, in general, like his core audience, that's the opinion that really matters. They yeah. know him better and we follow his stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm uh, really excited about this. Yeah. And of course, like a little bit of context to the audience. We both do music. So obviously there is that part of us that views it from uh, the musicianship standpoint, um, which I think was a big part of what we were texting back and forth, right? It was just like, you know, how do, like, how does this sound overall um, comparing it to those listening sessions, which I know you had uh, listened to some of them, right? You were really on the Apple yeah. Music and whatnot. I didn't get to do it. I'm more of a Spotify guy. So I, you know, I, I knew they were happening, but I, I wasn't going to buy it. You know what I mean? It was actually a brilliant play on them because they, I got Apple Music just to listen to the, so I got the free trial of the yeah, month, yeah. month. But it just so happened that 
the three listening sessions took a little bit more than a month. <laughs> so there I was stuck actually paying a month. And I'm sure yeah. that was part of the of course. make it worth it. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me when I got the zone and it was the Canelo fight. Yeah. And then the next fight happened to be like a week after the month would have expired. But it, it, it's so that you pay for that extra month. Yep. And I'm like, oh, man, of course. So then you give them another 20 bucks and that's just what it is. But it's it's insane how how smart they are about yeah. it. So. I mean, we're definitely going to go into the whole marketing and the rollout of it after the fact. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, um, definitely wanted to get some of the th quick things out of the way, kind of like the more like the stats, if you will. A lot of this is half-assed research, which means you know, I looked up Wikipedia for this stuff. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, it's almost most research nowadays. Yeah, it is. Right. But yeah. So obviously, um, this album was initially set for release on July 24, 2020, but it was delayed multiple times. Um, in July 2021, West set up a provisional recording studio at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, where the listening event was held on July 22nd and August 5th. And then again in August 23rd, uh, I'm sorry, August 26th, a uh, third listening event was held at Soldier Field in Chicago, obviously his hometown. Um, and then on August 29th, a uh, couple days after, three days after is when the album was fully released Sunday morning. Um, and then I know there was a bit of controversy when it came out because Kanye West, if you followed him on Instagram, was posting a lot of different things. Obviously, the whole, um, was it the baby's verse not being released on yeah. Jail Part 2? And then uh, then he revealed that uh, Universal put the album out without his permission. And I know there was a lot of memes that happened through that. Like, people were like, oh, we're sorry, Kanye, we'll unlisten to it or something. <laughs> like, trying to make up for the whole, like, you know, what he said. Which, again, um, Universal did claim they didn't, that they had his permission and that those those accusations were false. But... I don't know. I think it's whatever. That's between you and Universal. And Universal, that's between you and Kanye. So you guys duke that out. Um, the album stayed up, and that's all that mattered. That's all that matters. He was going to pull it out. and Yeah, right? Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I kind of was like, oh, shoot, should I buy it on iTunes <laughs> so that way I have a copy of it? I mean, I already had the listening session copy the from the second one that got, like, you know, moved around on Google Drive and stuff. I got a Google Drive link, and then I opened it. It's like Donda. But it's a listening session from Atlanta, the second yeah. one. So that was pretty cool. Um and of course, like the pr production of this album, like I said, both of us do music. So we definitely like look at this kind of stuff. Um, very hip hop and gospel heavy, at least um, from production standpoint. There's like a very ambient and synth and very um, kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like a mixture of like melancholy and, and ethereal. It's just all these things that I think for the most part, we see these uh, presets in, uh, in, in whatever VST plugin that we pull up and we never bother to use it. And I feel like Kanye just used it you know, on this whole album. And it was just like amazing to hear um, how he put this all together. Um, and just a lot of production credits. You got Boy Wonder on here, Evax, DJ Khalil, uh, Mike Dean, Ronnie J, and Swiss Beats. Um, but I think for the most part, this album was a very personal album. The commercial success of this album was it debuted number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 after a five-day period of tracking with, with 309 album-equivalent units. So up to currently right now, at the time of this recording, um, Donda is sitting at number two on the Billboard charts. So that that, that was really good for Kanye. Um, I think the number one currently right now is Certified Lover Boy by Drake. So this was super huge for Kanye. And I think now we're just going to jump into... Our discussion. And I think it had more streams on day three or day two, right, than on day one. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I think, again, internet buzz, man. People yeah. were like, oh, shoot, maybe it is a good thing to listen to. And it was. It was. I think you and I were, were early on it. Like, we, I think, before before Sunday Church started, that we were already, the album was done for us. Like, we yep. were 
ready for a second listen or ready to go to church. I remember being at a <laughs> wedding on Saturday and telling the bride and groom, I'm like, if this album comes out during your wedding, like, why would you schedule your wedding around a Kanye album drop? <laughs> but thankfully, it wasn't. It was the morning. Yeah, man. So, I mean, overall, I, first things first. What, what what did you think of this project outside of the fact that you loved it? What do you what What was it about it that you loved it? Well, one of the things that I love about Kanye album drops is he turns the entire rollout into an experience. Yeah, and. One one of the things that he has been a pioneer in is he he just slashes the limitations of, of formats, right? Mm-hmm. And the entire model of you finish an album, now you press an album, yeah, your album's done, and now you you kind of pre-promote it. Yeah, he's like, there is no practical reason to follow that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So as we when we with the Pablo album, he was editing that like one of the best experiences mm-hmm. of my life was listening to the Pablo album after it had settled in. And hearing new things, hearing new reverbs. And it, it started giving people, what I loved about that, it gave people an ear for production. Mm-hmm. Like kids who just heard a wall of sound were listening, yo, this sounds different. This is a reverb. And and then the way he really featured the produ- the producers on that yeah. album, I felt like he went out of his way mm-hmm. to provide um, album credits. I, yeah. I felt like for that album, he brought back album credits. So yeah. I think he's a pioneer when it comes to um, use of format, but also just roll turning the rollout into this just crazy ride it's mm-hmm. a, a roller coaster ride. yeah and by the time it's done like the by the time it's almost done you're just like i don't care this album's never coming out yeah and yeah and that's when the album comes out yeah that's true man i remember yeah pablo man uh was it no more parties in la was the first like kind of the leaked track i guess it was it was like a single but it was way before the album really dropped so mm-hmm. Kind of hard to call it like the first single of the album when the album still was still in production. But I just all I remember is hip hop Twitter going crazy that it was a Mad Lib beat and Mad Lib being Mad Lib like this dude who only mostly known for underground rap, you know, sound like Kanye West is getting his beat, which I ended up finding out the story of that beat is that uh, through Talib Kweli's podcast, he said that Kanye took that beat from Mad Lib like I think I want to say close to 10 years ago, like eight years ago. Yeah, and he know. held on to that until he finally released it when No More Parties in L.A. And I only know it because Talib liked that beat, too. And he said he wanted it. But that Kanye um, took it. And it's funny because Kanye, at that time, Mad Lib Studio was in Echo Park. Wow. So Kanye was in Echo Park. That's cool. Like, listening to this dude, you know, kind of showcase his beats and stuff because of, you know, his reputation. I'm thinking, what the heck, Echo Park? That's like right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess Kanye was uh, not into Twitter like that. So Talib was and he said he tweeted that he was in the studio with Mad Lib and Kanye and that Kanye got mad at him because he's like don't be like telling people where we're at like yeah. I don't like that I don't want very that very secretive yeah way. very secretive like that so um, he says he'll always remember Kanye for that um, that moment and whatnot. but he says he's not mad at Kanye for their friends so he's like it's cool <laughs> I'm looking forward to the perspective that you bring to hip hop because you seem to be very in the know of like the the players yeah the players in the background like I mean I've I'm a huge hip hop fan but you seem to have a lot of industry awareness and behind the scenes and yeah, yeah. Um, me, like I think my side of it is just on the music production, how you got the sounds of different things I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, lyrically, that's probably my weakest point. Like it'll be, it'll be months before I'm paying attention to specific lyrics. And yeah. even then there was a lot of standout the highlights in, yeah. in this album that stick out to me, but I haven't fully analyzed it thematically yet. Yeah. But just, um, because there's just so much in the music. There's yeah. just so much in the the sonic delivery that's yeah. just 
out of this world. So. Yeah. No, of course. I think for me personally, you know, what I loved about the album was the production because of the fact, like you said, it was an experience. I, I have a hard time calling this a rap album, a hip hop album. Yeah. I kind of want to lean towards it's more of a gospel album. But even then, I don't think it would do it justice. I don't think it was just a purely gospel album outside the fact that it was a clean album. Um, uh, I think that it, it, it's, I don't even know what to categorize this album under. It's its its own thing. Um, you got to listen to it from the beginning. I mean, it's up to you if you want to like listen to the Donda chant. I, I tend to skip that one. I'm sorry, Kanye. Don't mean to like, you know. There is. Um, yeah, same, I mean, same here. But, it, <laughs> but so I a get, lot of people find it creepy. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a little unsettling in my opinion. And I believe it's like, it's a, it repeats it, what, like her age. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I, that's what I, I heard. I, I never also, finished it, so I got a, I got, a, I got a lot of info. Through. I, I also heard that he has a recording of his mom's heartbeat, so that was the cadence. But I need, I haven't confirmed that. But the yeah. cadence of it, that's why sometimes it's like dun dun I hear that's like the. That makes sense, yeah. dude. I would have never thought that, but that makes sense. I need to confirm that because people will say anything. Online and I will believe it if it sounds cool enough. <laughs> I don't care if it happened or not. That's yeah, how, that's what that's what it means. But yeah, we get to this track. Yeah, and out of the tone is set like early on. Yeah, this was. Yeah. This was cool because it was a shock on, I think, the second listening party. Yeah. Nobody has any idea what's been going on in Kanye. Yeah. This has been the most private he's been in any rollout. Yeah. And out of nowhere, like, I remember I remember Mercedes-Benz going crazy. Hearing Jay-Z's voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. I saw it on Twitter. Like, everybody was going, like, he was trending. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, like I, 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 I was like, wait, what the heck? Jay Z's back? Because I know they didn't have yeah. like the best relationship recently, and of course the rumors were swirling that it was a Kardashian connection. Like I guess they weren't really feeling it, and I don't know. See, like I don't know what people's personal lives are like, but I, I, I could imagine. I don't know that 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 being the thing that rubbed them the wrong way, both Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah. But I think for the most part, a lot of fans like were missing the throne. You know? And he does make a reference to the red hat. He's like, yeah, that's your right. Son, take your red, red hat, hat and go back home. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're going home tonight or yeah, something, something like that. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that and it's crazy. Okay, so going back to like the production part of this thing. So when this comes out, when this song plays, right, I I immediately start listening to, um, I the first thing that catches my my eye is or my ears, I should say. You hear like this like grungy guitar, dun dun, yeah, dun dun. And then another guitar on top of that that's melodic. You know, and it's like... And then Kanye comes in and he doesn't sound like a normal... Like, it doesn't sound normal. It totally sounds like they added some distortion on his voice. Yep. And the reverb's there and the auto-tune is there. Mm -hmm. And it's like interesting to see that he mixed it all up. Like usually most rappers will just use auto-tune and they're good. 
he like makes the auto tune that he probably you know that he's been having since what graduation. Yep. You know when he did that song with T Pain and the Good Life, and I think from that point on he started using auto tune a lot, and then he started mixing that with like the distortion stuff in his vocals that you probably would have heard like I don't know maybe Jesus is like the best example I could think yep. of, and I think that was one of the things that I heard that I that caught me about this album was the fact that like he literally got everything into one like everything he did in every album i think starting from graduation and on i always think like college dropout and late registration are like their own thing like it's that it was like the return to the whole boom bap vinyl sampling and then him being like a rapper rapper lyrical da 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 and then in graduation it's where like the pop star kanye came out yeah and that's when it changed you know the the daft punk sample move it faster and he was already collaborating with a lot more like more mainstream artists and really was trying to hit the radio waves um, and I think from that point on, everything he did, 808, you know, all the way to Twisted Fantasy and Pablo, like, he did something different. And I feel like in this album, he was able to mesh it all together. And all he did was just add, like, this ethereal kind of, you know, very celestial vibe to it. You know, something that he couldn't... He kind of had that a little bit with the Sunday service stuff, but not yeah. to this level. This was a little bit different, especially because... Um, you can hear the pain and in, in what he's doing in this project about like the fact that it is a reflection of the loss of his mother. Yeah. So it's an interesting it does, yeah. Dichotomy. That, that's of, like the celestial it, that you is know what a mean? theme in the music, but visually as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think for the most part we think of it as, like anytime we think of heavenly music, we think of like music that will lift you up and and, and inspire you and kind of get you going. But in this way he's able to use it in a way where he's it's like a mechanism for like his um kind of like uh, expressing the pain that yeah. he's been going through since the loss of his mom. So, I mean, again, I think that's the thing that people don't see. Like you said, you can't you can't catch that after listening to it right away and yeah. doing the instant reaction right away. And now you, that you need to let it breathe. And now that you mention it, there's themes, there's heavenly themes, but there's also hellish themes. Mm-hmm. And there's even a song called Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing this is the hell of losing your, mo- uh, your mom. Yeah. But the heaven of releasing her and yeah. and 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 the transformation you went through. Yeah, exactly. And the you know, being in that place where you've overcome it. Yeah. And your mom, okay, now you're celebrating your mom yeah. and her ascent. Yeah. While reminiscing the hell. And there's I mean, the songs are yeah. they're like they're apocalyptic. Yeah. To church. Yeah. To heavenly. Mm-hmm. It's like and I hadn't even thought about that until you, yeah. you, you brought I, that up. I did one listen through before we started this podcast uh, this morning. Because I was like, well, let me let me prepare really well. Let me have these songs fresh in my mind. And I played it. And I was like, obviously, when Jail hits, I'm like, oh, shoot. I forgot how this felt. Yeah. This is a really good yeah. album. And then um, going from Jail, one of the things that struck me, too, was the fact that drums don't come in till the final 30 seconds. And it's some glorious sounding drums. Right? Let me play it. Very grungy sounding. Mm-hmm. They're like industrial. Yeah. Like if you think about industrial music, I think this is the kind of stuff, which again, I think he pulled out a lot of different genres that are out there in the world mm-hmm. that don't get explored enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was able to bring that in. Um, and I thought he did a good job with that, you know? Um, but yeah, when I saw that, that doom, 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 and then he has like a tom running in there and that's like and i'm like what the heck like but obviously like you know it, it fits with the song especially because it comes in towards the end it's almost like 
he ran out of lyrics to say, and they just let's just throw the drums in it to like finish this track off, and yeah. it works perfectly. Yeah. And it definitely like ends the track at a, at a good just point. Just like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, it goes into um, was it God breathe? You know, and God breathe is kind of similar to what you would expect on some of the more usual Kanye tracks. Let's take a listen. Yeah, that's got Jesus vibe. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, God breathe. Like, yeah, exactly. That was one of the early highlights listening to the listening to the the listening session. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first ones that I was like recording with my phone because I was like, this is amazing. It's just so ethereal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's this? Oh, this is a Vori. Vori's on this one. I love when the actual melodic bass comes in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That you could actually hear it. Yeah. It's really like, it's just very intense. Mm-hmm. Very intense. Mm-hmm. Very true. God the Father like Maury. Don't care what you say, nothing on me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this song was really great. I think it was a good, like, it, like you said, the ebbs and flows of it. Like, Jail was a very, like, it's kind of like you could tell it goes downhill. Like, mm-hmm. it's because it's very, like, even the lyrics sound, like, sad. Like, yeah. we got priors, na, 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 na. And it's like, oh, man, it's kind of like, sad you know? yeah and then this comes in a dun 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 and then i amps you up a little bit so i was just like oh shoot that's right like uh like this 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 album takes you places you know yeah so and he i think he's talking about the inspiration behind the music mm-hmm. i, I mm-hmm. mean the I, I feel like kanye's telling multiple stories always and yeah i think the music tells a a more yeah a deeper story than even like yeah, everything going on, but yeah, the yeah. music, like it just gets, it gets really dark with yeah. the right here. Yeah, like it's very like, almost like a funeral procession. Yeah, but I love, I love that, uh, I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that yeah, sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. Day hearts are filled with green. I guess okay, prefacing I into one of my best observations, the things mm-hmm. I love most about this album is, I think this is one of the most beautifully produced vocal albums mm-hmm. of all time like yes not just kanye's voice every single I, I i believe there there must be so many layers the automation on the vocal plugins mm-hmm. I, there's got to be like three or four different v- chains mm-hmm. of, of each uh vocal track because man it'll go from what you were saying that gar garble distorted mm-hmm. to like highly saturated to very clean yeah to a uh, lot of reverb yeah 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 and it's all going on, and 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 the and then the delays, yeah, the delays. The delays themselves have their own like wall yeah. of effects, and it's yeah. just mind blowing when yeah. you see it from that perspective. That's true. And I think this song captures okay, that. Gotta show me, okay, okay. Devil's talking to me. Angels yeah, talking it's such to a journey, me. like yeah. angels start yeah. to tell me it's okay to not feel okay. That, that's one. That's one of the the most notable things of the album that I wanted to kind of. We'll see crazy things coming, mm-hmm. popping up yeah. as we walk through it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's, you know, that's, that's what I loved about it, obviously. So, It Got Breathe and Off The Grid comes on. And then I think the probably the song that everybody definitely loves is Hurricane. That's one I hear over and over again. People are saying like, yo, Hurricane, that's my jam. Um, obviously, the hur- Hurricane's the one with The weekend and uh, Lil Baby. Yeah. And yeah, man, I mean, once the weekend comes on in the beginning, you already know like something's about to happen. Wanna play that and, one? Yeah, let's play that one real quick. Yeah, 
the weekend is just yeah he's so good man changes the atmosphere he does he does he comes in and it changes the whole vibe of the album but in a good way like it feels like it again the ebbs and flows man it yeah. definitely now it took it to a different level so and like in yeah and this one just has so many different so many different layers to this one too but yeah no definitely i think that's that's a good one um i think that's where it picks up for me and i think for a lot of people it felt like that's where the album kind of picks up a little bit on a different level i think kind of like the the it's like people were waiting for the rap part you know what I mean? And it feels like this is where it arrives. But at the same time, I mean, I, you can make the justification for Jay-Z's part. I love that one too, yeah. man. But, well, you know, people want to hear a rap album from Kanye. Kanye's, Kanye's rapping on Off The Grid is pretty crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, right? The, the messy line. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. So cool. ah, true. He really goes off in that, let, let me like, he really goes off in that part at the end. I keep it clean, but it could get messy. I talk to God every day. That's my bestie. They playing soccer in my backyard. I think I see Messi, and his money could never neglect me. I pray that my like I don't know him much as a rapper. I know he obviously he raps. Yeah, yeah. No, but I kind of you see that's the thing too. Like I know there's credits out there, and I kind of wonder how much of it did he write because it looked like this album had a lot of stuff behind it that I don't. I would I would believe if it was okay if like someone else wrote it for him. Oh, because for sure. Yeah. It did. It did feel like so. It was so good that it felt like man. There's no way this dude wrote this on top of coming up with all the production details. Um, and I think for the most part, this album kind of sounded to me like he was a composer, and then everybody that was involved was in, in yep. the orchestra. Yep. And he was like that guy that's just with the wand, just yep. you know composing. And I think that's why I felt like man. I wonder how much of this did and he really get to like you know go over and over again and with with mike dean as the lead like the first chair producer yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. um because his uh, another thing another thing that stood out is the the mike dean sense on that verse we just heard that's that's got the mike dean signature that um yeah it was it, it, it's it's you see his fingerprint throughout the whole album. Yeah, that's true, man. And uh, yeah, no, man. But I, I thought that for the most part, again, same thing. Kanye killed it. I think in my opinion, I think I could listen to this album, you know, over and over again. I think I when I first heard that I loved it. Second time, I was like, all right, cool. Let me pick out the songs I really like mm -hmm. that I want to kind of maybe make a playlist out of because it was a really long album. It really is. How many songs? It's a 27 if you include all the bonus tracks. Yeah. But, you know, 20... so 23 originals. Yeah. And, I mean, his last two albums were seven songs each. That's right. Yeah. No, Jesus is King was like nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his last two albums were like 17, 18 yeah. tracks. And That's he true. gave us, he just blasted that. Yeah. And then he went through that period, right, when he was working with like Nas and Kid Cudi in Wyoming, yeah. where they were like little, e basically EPs, yeah. you know? So it was kind of like, oh, wow, I wonder if he. It was just in him to want to work on something way longer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, man, yeah. But uh, I don't know what more we could say about how amazing this album is. Yeah. I kind of want to get into what did you what did you think needed to improve if there was one thing you had to say? Like, man, like I would have done this differently. So I still haven't really. And I know that's a lot of that is me not me not having that much of an ear for for like the content. Yeah. Of the verses. Yeah. But I haven't really spotted a narrative yet. Yeah. I I feel like I'm still getting a lot 
from the music mm -hmm. and i i understand the highs and the lows emotionally yeah yeah but um thematically it is a little bit like every kanye album it's a little bit chaotic yeah yeah uh, exactly in, in um the sequencing yeah. of the tracks yeah that's the only thing and um let me see as far as like musically missing i really don't i don't know it's how many people were featured i almost wonder if because people got cut yeah, yeah i heard i heard that soldier boy not Sir, yeah soldier boy's verse that got cut on remote control yeah, he, I guess he went on his friend's live stream or something and played it, and it was terrible. Like it totally threw off the whole vibe of the song. It's like, yeah, dude, of course you're gonna get cut. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't fit. It was missing. I know what it was missing. It was missing the Andre, the Andre three thousand song. Oh, that's right, the one that that's Drake a beautiful leaked. song. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good. Yeah, that was a good one, man. And uh, man, that needed to be in there. Well, maybe not Kanye's verse with him dissing Drake, but yeah. Just yeah, there de that definitely needed to be in there, man. Especially with Andre saying what he said afterwards in that statement about mm -hmm. like how he really felt like he was going to do something in honor of Donda, and then also tied in with his own passing of his own mother. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, Kanye, why'd you have to like kill it with I know with the Drake diss, dude? Come I on. Know. So I, I mean, I wonder if that's how it was intended, or maybe he just it was like a. Well, Andre just honestly he didn't know. He wrote his part first, and then oh, Kanye okay. did that. So he says, "I'm really that's why the statement was like, I'm really sorry, I didn't know that." that's how this was going to be put out. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know this was, like, how they had planned to release it. I thought they they came to me saying, oh, we're doing an album for Kanye's mom. And, yeah. and, and he was like, all right, yeah, I'll definitely dump. So, yeah, I mean, that was definitely, like, a, a mark on Kanye's reputation, you know, one of many. That, yeah. You know, I mean, but then that's Kanye West. He's, like, so human, you know what I mean? And yep. he's unapologetically that way. Like, doesn't care that, you know, people don't like him. I mean, Red Hat and all. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, for me personally, I've always felt like, I was going to separate Kanye, the artist, from the person uh, a couple albums ago. Yeah. when Because it just felt like it was hard to, to do the whole, like, oh, he said something that offended me, so I'm not going to listen to his upcoming album. Yeah. It was just hard for me to do that. Like, no, like, of course I'm going to listen to his album. Mm -hmm. And of course I want to have conversations about it. I want to feel like I'm listening to it in private and I'm not going to tell anybody, you yeah. know? whether I liked it or not, especially when you're getting to Twisted Fantasy, which I loved a lot more. Um, I loved that one more than Pablo, but I kind of felt like, yeah, I want to say that was a dope album. That's, I, say, I mean, you know I mean? feel like, it, uh, not like, it's not like a done deal, but I, I feel like Twisted Fantasy is considered by most of its fans to be his greatest work, his magnus opum, really. Yeah, I think the, 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 the 2.0 Kanye. I still love College Dropout, because that's just, you know, to that me... That was it, just how he got... He got here with yeah. all his glory. Yeah, right dude. There. I mean, I love, dude, College Dropout. I was a senior in high school when it came out. And with all the features on it, Ludacris, Talib Kweli, you know, Jay-Z, obviously, back then when it was still, like, a lot more uh, intimate, um, I just was like, this is a really great album. Especially because he was bringing into the mainstream that, that boom-bap underground sound and making it cool to listen to that. Yeah. And not just like, oh, this is something you hear if you're like, a backpacker going to underground shows. You know, this is like if you hear, if you listen to the suit, you're just anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that's what it was cool that he he made that cool again. But yeah, Twisted Fantasy for sure. I think is like my second favorite. Where like once I hear that first track where Nicki Minaj comes in and tells a story or whatever, yeah. and then the beat drops, and I know it's like a RZA beat from the Wu Tang, and I'm just like, what the heck, RZA had this? What the hell? But everybody knows. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. 
but yeah, I think for me personally, as far as what I would have wanted to improve, uh, man, I think you kind of hit it on the head with the whole, like the overall narrative because it does go all over the place. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of have a hard time figuring out, like, I don't know. I, I don't think there would have been anything wrong if he decided to cut some of the songs. Yeah. Like, I feel like if it was shorter, I wouldn't have liked it less. I would have. I, I have a few skips. I have a few skips. Yeah. Like remote control, that one. Mm-hmm. It's a skip. Yeah. Um, and usually, what ends up happening is later on, I'm like, oh, okay, like this, this song, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I, I get it. But sometimes, yeah, that one. Um, there. I mean, there's a few. There's a few, and I feel like there's a lot of like filler moments. And yeah. That's why I'm wondering if those are like part of the narrative that I probably need to pay attention to with more of a more of a poetic ear right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah i think for me the the one I, I i skip is uh tell the vision with pop smoke mainly because pop smoke's not really rapping it's kind of like they just threw some old verse of his from another song and mm-hmm. they just chopped it up and threw it in there and kanye's not in the song at all He's just like doing little ad libs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know he got a little bit of criticism for that because they thought, oh, it's Kanye trying to do drill, which is a, a, a type of rap that's out now. That's more, mm-hmm. it, it isn't fully mainstream yet, but it's definitely one of those sounds that's, that has a huge uh, following in the in the more independent scene. But the thing is that the, specifically Brooklyn drill in this case, because uh, Pop Smoke's from New York and Brooklyn drill has its own little version to Chicago drill and there's Brooklyn drill. The crazy part about the drill sound is that it's technically what would have been gangster rap in the 90s, West Coast gangster rap, where it. it's it's a beat style that when you hear it, it feels like something was gonna, something's about to happen. The way you heard like the old school 90s G-Funk with the whistle noise and those deep drums and all that. But the thing is, is that like, I, I was kind of like, well, Kanye's not really on it. And overall, this beat isn't drill. Like it doesn't fall into that category. It's mm-hmm. using a pop smoke track. And I think that track, they didn't rip the vocals. They just left it with the the instrumental in the back, like the actual song. And they just chopped it up and threw it in there. Got it. So I think that's kind of what people were saying. Like, oh, is he trying to get it? Because again, people don't want Kanye to like kind of come in and take a sound and be like, oh, you're appropriating it, you know? Because yeah. he has that kind of power with the kind of fame he has, mm-hmm. you know? That's why even when I heard those industrial drums in the beginning of, uh, at the end of uh, Jail, like, I was like, man, I hope, I love it. I just hope people don't look at Kanye and be like, are you trying to like, uh, you know, appropriate like industrial, you know, rap music or industrial hip hop that probably is big in like Europe or something, but yeah. never here, you know. So, yeah. But again, that's that happens though, right? I mean, you can make the case of Sunday Service was him correcting gospel music because, yeah. I mean, he won what the Grammy for best gospel album, yeah. And you, you're talking about a guy who probably beat out Bethel. And Hillsong dominating the Dove Awards, <laughs> the Christian scene. Like it must suck to be a Christian artist right now. Yeah, dude. As a, but at the same time, it's like if you're worried about this, if you're if <laughs> if this bothers you, maybe you shouldn't be in the Christian scene to begin with. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's and so that's another thing that yeah. to me it's uh, I guess when third or fourth listen that really like got me in the. Mm-hmm. You know when an album bypasses your brain and goes yeah, to yeah, your yeah. heart? Yeah, yeah. The the gospel sections, man. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. it really like out of sudden you I mean you have this like dirty like night nighttime music, right? Like yeah. demon yeah. hours, two in the morning. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You feel it even on even on like with godly themes, you're yeah. still like, all yeah. right, this is this is sin music. Yeah, yeah. But then he just brings it to church with some 
the organs and the yeah. choirs, man. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so like 24. The yeah, saturation 24, of that yeah. was just yeah. like, you could just hear from the from the beginning yeah. how saturated that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like distorted. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like each individual singer has its own yeah. distortion. Yeah. Like to me, it feels like they use something to make the organ sound a little bit more like saturated, yeah. more like grainy and... Very grainy. Um, I just, I don't know. It just, it, again, I think that was a cool part that I hope a lot of producers take away from it. If you're listening to this and you're a producer, is like, don't just like settle with the sound that comes out of the VST as is. Like, mm-hmm. really play with it, man. Throw some stuff on top of it. So throw some reverb, throw some distortion. Really like play with it because that's what all these guys do. You know what I mean? And And to them, it's fun to add all this stuff. One of the funny stories of the way Kanye like, treat each the choir like each individual part of the choir he treats it as its own yeah um i remember going to the sunday service in detroit yeah, um, yeah, yeah. during during the last album rollout and it was like it was like he packed the aretha franklin over right by the detroit river and um oh dang he because it, his album was supposed to that was the first um announced um launch date for the album so yeah like, we we didn't know if we were going to hear a new kanye album that day. yeah yeah, yeah. And he ended. He ended up. He didn't release it. Then he just had a regular Kanye service, and he released it. He had a listening party oh, that okay. night in the in at the at the Fox Theater in Detroit. Oh dang! But this was um, in the morning. It was like a ten in the morning. It was a fall. It was around this time of year. It was around September, October. Mm-hmm. It was nice fall in mm-hmm. the East Coast, Midwest fall. Yeah. And like he brought up this huge choir. Like it was one of the biggest choirs he'd had for a Sunday service. Oh, wow. And one of the funny things, I have a friend who's a sound engineer. Well, after the show, I I looked at the table and it was literally like a hundred something, um, those sure, uh, wireless microphone packs all on there. And apparently he got so many fines from the FCC because he took up so many different, um, bands, channel bands, air bands. Oh, wow. To, um, to for the Sunday service that he got so many different fines because he was used they were using frequencies that they had like they have no idea how like he got they were able to wow get the, they were literally like I don't know eighty something jeez and that's that's his dedication to individual like the ind- the voices is where he yeah. shines like if yeah, you notice yeah. most a lot of his beats even like some of the snares like yeah there's an absence of drums in this yeah in this there album is. yeah and there's a lot, a lot of and that the voices add that. Yeah, that's true, man. Even when you hear the rappers come on and there's no drums in the back, you're just kind of like, oh, damn, like you're really carrying the song. Like you yeah. as a vocalist is carrying this song, yeah. which doesn't happen in rap. Usually you do rely on the drums to help you carry the track because r- hip hop is essentially a rhythmic genre, mm-hmm. you know, like um, jazz is in that way, you know, or it's classical. Um, but hip hop is one of the few rhythmic drum like genres. Um kind of similar to reggaeton, similar to a lot of African music too, where you need to have the percussions and those drums knocking because that's what carries the, the whole tune. Um, but it was insane that to see that that I caught that it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I was about to say that too, that like the drums are very minimal. Yeah. You know, almost like they weren't even a, a factor in this whole project, which is so backwards to think about as a producer. Which is why the jail song when when the drums come in, they come in with 
because that that's what you, I didn't even realize. Whoa, there weren't any drums. Like yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, doo-doom, doo-doom, doo-doom. yeah, right. And you're like, oh damn, I oh, thought yeah something else was gonna start, and yeah. it doesn't. But it's and like, he really okay. plays with those. It's like one of the things that he always does is he lets producers go crazy, mm-hmm. and then like what Kanye does is strips away. And mm-hmm. um, I think his that that style has gotten him to the point that no more logos no more chocos we on bezos we get payrolls trips to legos connect like legos the, he, he's perfected the the uh the art of stripping things away yeah that's true that's true leaves big holes yeah yeah and that's kind of brave because most of the time you meet up anybody in music the music biz here in la where we're at like they're always telling you to like you got to make sure you follow this formula and yeah and if you don't know it well enough then you're not gonna be able to hang and then Going back to what we first said was like Kanye kind of broke a lot of rules, you know, doing this project. Um, so it's it's kind of funny, but I guess in a weird way, it's cool to see that because I think everybody wants to believe that um, there's always a different way of doing things. That it, there's, there's no way it should be this formulaic. Yeah. Because then it it, it 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 takes out a lot of people who think differently from the equation. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that's not fair. You know, you got to make it so that um, everybody believes they can really do something like this, you know. And then later on, we're going to talk about like kind of tips that indie artists could do on a smaller scale on how to be able to like, execute some of this stuff. But yeah. so favorite song, what would you say is the song that you're like, man, this, so, it already made one of your playlists already. My favorite, absolute favorite song is, I mean, there's a lot. If I would say there's an honorable mention, it's Heaven and Hell. It's very intense. And I love that line. Uh, yeah. Save my people through the music. Yeah. I love that. That for some reason that it's very haunting sounding and I think it reveals his heart and what he's trying to do. Yeah. And like how he's trying to like change the thinking of yeah. of of his people, right? And, yeah. and you know, that's why he's gone out on the limb and said some crazy stuff, but there's a reason why he's why he's saying it. So that's my honorable yeah. mention. My absolute favorite. It uh, to me it's one of the most and you saw me put I even like yeah. tweeted about it. It's um Baby Keem's verse oh, right. on Praise God. Praise God. That's that my absolute yeah. The, the song I've been like having on repeat many times. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, um, but um, I mean, it's who who else is in it? Travis Scott. Uh, it's Baby Keem and Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah, Travis Scott and uh, dude, a lot of kids in the reaction videos cannot tell Kanye and Travis apart on this on this song. Like, oh really? Like you, I don't know if it's like a young kid thing. Yeah, yeah. Or we've just heard them so much that we can tell the the graininess. Oh, another nerding out again. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for it. Another man. thing is um, part of the the hook and like the vocal hook finishes with um, that Donda line into the night, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's just haunting sounding. Yeah, yeah, right here. That into the night mm-hmm. is Donda, and I'm like. This dude's literally like he's literally rapping, and his mom, a sample of his mom, yeah, is a part of the beat. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not just okay. He didn't just sound like he samples her at the beginning. I think this is a, one of her graduation speeches. Yeah, that's she made. right. That's right. But right here, like to actually into the night, it's just so haunting and like smooth. And this is Travis's verse, and then here's Kanye. There's these kids where like like lot, lots of kids like yeah. they're, they're like they're definitely like twenty to twenty two. Oh, Gen Alpha or something, little, whatever they're called. Whatever Gen Z, whatever. They're like, <laughs> hey, this is Travis. Where's, where's Kanye? And 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, man, that's that's hilarious. But oh, Keem, man. he's what, 20? 20 years old, man. He's 20. And I'd, I'd heard a story about um, Kendrick's Lamar's cousin. I never made the connection that this was Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Yeah, yeah. And um, But uh, he has the absolute best, like, his flow on it. Like, it's just, um, I don't know. It's just. To me, it's a unique thing that he's doing. Like, it's, it's a very unique, like, I have not heard someone come out and do something like that of, like, doing this weird, like, he jumps around a lot in the track, and he's, like, going up and down, but then he'll rap. Yeah. And then he'll go back to going in and, like, kind of hopping and skipping throughout the song. Yeah. And then he'll go back into rapping and then hopping and skipping. And it's weird. It's kind of like watching a boxer move almost, you know? And all that is happening. And in the foreground, you have this very haunting organ. Yeah. That's kind of, like, serves as a consistent base for that whole part. Yeah. And um, and he's just going. He's He literally let him shine in this, in this part. He's like, be you. Do what you want. And he's got these weird random like bird choking like right here. Yeah. The I love the right here. It sounds like he's choking a bird. Yeah. Let's get. It. Yeah. <laughs> but listen to that organ. How haunting! It like that organ sound is has a totally different reverb than all the other. That's true. It does. I wish I wish I could like, I wish I could have more of a breakdown of. Like who did what? Yeah, and, like, and that's uh, a tough part. But I feel there's so many people who are involved in this that I was trying to do research on it. And I'm like, there's so many names, man. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to keep up with it all. I'm. I still need to figure out like how I'm gonna talk about the actual music that I that I love without sounding generic. You know, yeah. wanting to actually give it its like props. You yeah. know, so yeah. But I I can't I can't imagine to see how many people. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that were not even credited that. Oh, for sure. Probably were involved in it, man. So. So I love, and then I love. I mean, he just, he just, like, just, I mean, he raps. Yeah. Yeah. Lyrically, one of the things that stood out is, um, like, on a spiritual Christian level, he he has a line, um, y'all treat your Lord and Savior like rental insurance, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, snap. That was a good one. Like. That was a good one. I remember that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then, um, but then I love when the autotune kicks in. Yeah, and I noticed a lot of. I saw this on on the reaction videos. A lot of like, I mean, it's not politically correct, but a lot of the white kids were just like, huh? Like a lot of yeah. the like the yeah. kids that you know that they're new to, they haven't been listening to hip hop too long. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, um, this is weird. Yeah. Like all the all the kids that you could tell they grew up on this style of music, they were eating this part up. Yeah. When, when he just like it has this weird Kendrick alter ego sound. makes sense now they're cousins yeah exactly exactly yeah he takes that whole it's the pitching of his voice he knows how to pitch his voice in different variations similar to what kendrick does and uh you could tell he borrows a little bit of that but the what i like about him is that he spins it and makes it his own Mm -hmm. to the point where like you'd have to know kendrick to know that that was where he got it from yeah but if you didn't know you would really believe that he came up with something like that or that you know it was just him inspiring himself on it or whatever but yeah, man. No, but uh, yeah, Praise God is a dope track. I love listening to that track for sure, especially for Baby Key, man. Because I love, I love how that dude sounds, man. I, I listened to his new album. I thought it was, it was pretty good for being like his first album. I was like, oh damn, like that's it's a pretty good album. He definitely yeah. has something new mm-hmm. to the table. You know what I mean? So I felt like his style is is different. Like it's, it felt like to me at part times I was, I thought I was into an R and B album. 
but then at times it's a yeah. rap album. But it's like interesting how he's kind of a little bit in the in the middle, you know. There's three songs that are produced by and by DJ Dahi, mm-hmm. and he's one of my favorite producers. Yeah. And like to that's one of the producers I wish I could see on a Kanye, yeah, on a Kanye album. I just love his work. But yeah, yeah he did he did stuff on Baby Keem's album, and Dang. I didn't even really, look at the credits, but. Yeah, no, I thought that his album was really well done. I just follow, um, I follow DJ Dahi, so yeah. I see whenever whenever he has a lot of songs in an album, he'll yeah. like post what he did. Oh wow! But yeah, that's. I wish I could get some Dahi on a Kanye track, but I think, <laughs> I think he he did a a Drake hit. Like he had a he did um worst behavior. Oh okay. So I think he's associated with Drake now. So maybe, oh shoot, maybe Kanye doesn't no. want to touch it. No, no, no more. Um, yeah, my favorite track. Um. Is definitely keep my spirit alive with Conway the Machine and uh, West Side Gun. If you ever hear any other albums individually, you would think that you're listening to 1991 hip hop because a lot of the beats they make or the beats that they rap over tend to be like very boom bap, like grungy drums with a really old sample. That's like, and I, I know for sure they use effects on it, like the lo-fi effects on there. So, I mean, for the most part, that's that's one of the things that I love about it. Such a beautiful intro. Yeah, that's the Westside. This Gun. is your sound, bro. This is yeah. your style of beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like it, man. Westside Gun, like that's literally his voice. Like he has like this weird, like kind of a high pitch voice where you could tell you don't know if he can ever like go low. It's just kind of like toned in that level, like. It's like you could tell his frequencies are a little different. That's just naturally how he sounds. Because then later on, when uh, Conway Conway comes in, he's a little bit more low. Yeah. Don't hate me because my heart is full of love. No weapon formed against me. And the thing about Conway's um, story is like I think he got shot. So, or something like that happened. So his mouth is a little to the side. So he he raps like that. So he has like a bit of a slur when he raps. But dude, for the the fact that he has that, that, that setback, man, that guy could go through like a bunch of he could write really well and he could deliver bars like he knows how to deliver and, and stay on beat and everything um but yeah for me this was like a huge win for the griselda dudes to be able to be on something like this big because man they've been grinding so much and i've been loving their listening to their albums individually mm-hmm. um and it, to me it was just like yo like this is like their moment like they've arrived and griselda's like now a thing and these guys are now like solidified you know so I think that was good. But I, I love listening to it, especially because it does have the kind of rap I like listening to, you know, yeah. like yeah, kind of more underground, a little bit more boom bappy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I love about it, you know. And of course, the 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 instrumentation on this thing, kind of still having that that piano, that organ, kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if some of these are like both, like if you just played a piano and an organ together, because yeah. sometimes I can't tell which one's which apart after a while, maybe because I'm listening to it so much. But like, yeah, hearing that and then the drums coming in and you could tell they're like these like kind of laid back drums and then, you know, West Side Gun raps, you know, then the hook comes in, then uh, Conway raps. I definitely love listening to this song a lot. Like I could play this on a loop. I don't do rehearsals and I don't do commercials because they too commercial. Give it all to God and let Jesus reimburse you. But yeah, that's that's definitely like the song that I like love out of all of them that I'm like, man, when that first came on, I just felt it right away. I was like, oh, damn. It. And I felt, again, going back to Griselda, like I love the fact that Griselda finally got shine on a mainstream project. Like, I think it's it's good for them, them dudes. Yeah. You know? 
no longer just catering to the NPR crowd, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they could go out and do whatever they want, make their money now. Um, but yeah, man, so those were our favorite tracks. What was your best feature? I know there's a lot of features here. Which was a feature? Like, I think I answered it with my yeah, favorite song, Baby yeah. Keem. Baby Keem. Yeah, he had a really sick feature, man. Yeah. He did. I think being 20 years old, you, I would have thought he would have been at the listening sessions, you know? Yeah. Because you're at that age where you could really just be anywhere, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if Kanye told you, yo, I'm doing something in Atlanta, why not fly out there? Yeah. Maybe go be there and stuff. But uh, Probably was working on his own record, too. Yeah, well, yeah, his album did drop, like, a couple of weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, man. Um, yeah, Baby King did his thing, dude. He definitely, you know, I think for for sure, like I think a lot of people discovered him there. I know I had heard one song of his prior to this. I can't remember which one it was. He had like a street single type of thing that was yeah. like an internet buzz mm-hmm. thing. But I was never like, oh, okay, like I never feel it. It wasn't yeah. until I heard him on 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 Praise God that I was like, wow, this dude is is yeah. special. And then the, the the tracks he did with Kendrick for his album because yeah. he released both songs like as a single. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, smart move. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your, the biggest artist you have on your album. You might as well put them out. And because he, he did music videos for them. So I was kind of like, yo. And then I heard the album. I think I told you, like, oh, this album came out, actually. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I was like halfway through it when you told me, oh, I'm about to listen to it. And I was like, this is actually a really good album. Like, I like it. I think you'll yeah. love it, too. And overall, I think that album is, is a good album for his being his debut and whatnot. I think he he showed you what lane he's in. And I think that's really great. But um, yeah, for me, keeps my spirit alive. My best, my favorite feature is um, the J Electronica on Jesus Lord. Um, and that's only because like, I mean, I'm a fan of J Electronica. I think he's such a smart rapper. And I think about, the thing about J Electronica that I like, even though, little backstory, for those that don't know, um, he put out a song in 2009, I believe, Exhibit C, and it does it does really well. Like people like love it, and then people are waiting for him to drop music, and he doesn't until 2019, like 10 years later, and he finally does it. My cousin's a huge fan of J Electronica. Shout out to Matt Paz, and. You know, I think he was the one that told me that the reason why Jay dropped the album was because his his grandmother passed away. And he felt like he's realizing that time's happening. Like time is passing. Yeah. And he, I think, put out this album. I I might be wrong. I don't know. My cousin might be wrong, too. I don't know. But um, it's a good story, bro. I don't know. It is. I believe it already. You think about it. It's 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 almost like he felt like my grandma never got to hear my project because I chose to. Yeah, you know, put it off. You know what I'm saying? And he had like he had Yeah, exactly. And I think you know. And if you ever get a chance to check that album out, um, it's a really good album. Um, backstory on his story is that he's very he's very spiritual. Like he will tell you straight up, spirituality is bigger to him than music, which is why he delayed so much putting out his album because he was very big on like he needs to be spiritually right and everything needed to be spiritually right. His spirituality is actually uh, the five percenters of uh, nations of the gods in the earth, which is a, a se- uh, like a, a like a section from the Islam. Okay. So basically, what Malcolm X, uh, kind of similar to Malcolm X, kind of adjacent to Malcolm X. So a lot of a lot of references to Allah in his album, like it's crazy. But his album is really good. Like for being a Muslim dude, like even as a Christian, like I felt like dude. That felt like the mo- one of the realest things I ever heard from a that rapper. Feels connected to the story. Yeah, yeah, where he was just like that. And the thing is, Jay Z's on that album like a lot, and it was crazy to hear Jay Z not be Jay Z on his album, but be like 
I'm going to bend to your will on this album. So if you want to keep it spiritual, I'm going to keep it spiritual. And you could tell Jay-Z had to put away the street. <laughs> yeah, the street, the the I made all like the whole I make all this money. Yeah. You know, he had to put that away the for the glory. Stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. He had to put it all away. All the Watch the Throne stuff had to be put away for like God I need you type of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like to get Jay-Z to jump on it and still convince him to like yeah. not do what he normally does or what he's known for. It was it was amazing. But it did, it did really well. I liked that album. So when he came on Jesus Lord, I was surprised. I was like, this guy's a Muslim. <laughs> he's yeah. about to, he's about to, uh, he's about to rap on a track called Jesus Lord, where the hook is like, you know, tell me if you know somebody that needs Jesus. Yeah. Lord. And I'm just like, oh shoot, man. And then Jay comes and but Jay Electronic comes in and he delivers, man. He just it's almost like he doesn't even get phased by the fact that it's about that. He he sees it as like I'm still connected to Kanye. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does what Jay Z did for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what up, nigga? Get that money and niggas forget him. I ain't meet him, but my mom's oh. with him. This is a good verse. Yeah. yeah. All these trophies, but where do I sit him? I was born a rock of crown. Hell yeah, I knocked it down. Holy water. Nigga, oh, he has some deep cutting lines. Yeah. He has some lines that if you tweeted them, you'd get banned. It says some Clinton stuff about the Clintons in Haiti. Like, you're yeah, not, you're not dude. supposed to go there, but he went there. Yeah. Yeah, that's how he is, man. He does his own thing. It's a good verse. I think I remember when I first heard that one song from 2009, Exhibit C, the, the line that got to me where I felt like, wow, this guy's dope, is he says, I make the devil bang his knees or or I, I make I bang the devil down to his knees. I make him say the Our Father. Dang. And I'm just <laughs> like, what the heck? Wow. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's like, the Our Father's not even like, I don't think that's like, a, I don't know, I might be wrong. I don't think it's some Islam prayer. I think that's, a, I think yeah, the Our Father's like it's, Jesus. It's got Christian. But it's like crazy yeah, how he like, Christian and I'll be like, tones. yeah. And um, yeah. And also like, he has a kid with Erica Badu. So okay, that adds another layer too. Of, Is that kid old enough to rap yet? I, or to do music? Because <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious, right? <laughs> you mix Baduism with, you know, Jay Electronica. Dang. But yeah, Jay Electronica's verse, man, all-time favorite from this album. Like, I could hear that verse over. And, and I like the song, too. But I, I think that verse definitely... See, I knew you were going to bring this kind of fascinating backstory <laughs> to this discussion, man. Because that's I'm absolutely fascinated now. Like, yeah. it makes me want to dig deeper and, like, like listen to that 2019 album again. And Yeah. Because you really do. Like, everybody who who's on here, it seems like you've been following their come up. Oh, and, yeah, um, man. I, uh, when all these names came up, I was like, what the heck? This guy? Yeah. These guys? What the hell? Like, Whereas, yeah, me, I'm just, it's just a purely, purely musical nerd perspective. Yeah. And I, I like those big cinematic yeah. sounding yeah. songs. And but that's what I love about your takes on these things. Because, like, you come from a musicianship standpoint. Like, you play instruments and stuff. So, you catch certain things that I kind of wouldn't mm -hmm. because I'm more like just looking at like the cultural yeah the cultural aspect yeah. of it and whatnot and uh I think you you do the whole like you can separate that and just stick to like what this is trying to tell you in terms of like the experience you're getting out of it you know which I know you're really big on right is yeah. is, is is you know musicians being able to create an experience out, outside of the music they make or content if you want to yeah. call it content which is yeah there's a, a term there's a marketing side to, and obviously the marketing's uh, another part of my background but yeah. that's one of the fascinating aspects of kanye but this album rollout and this you know and everything around it but yeah i love getting yeah. the backstory that you're providing because yeah. you're kind of filling in the blanks yeah. and yeah. i really wish there was a 
I wish he was the type to have a documentary crew on him during this whole process because it was wild, man. It, it was, was. It was like, yeah. It was he what he rented the locker room at Mercedes Benz yeah. Stadium. Yeah. For like three weeks. Yeah. He was like literally a tenant, and there, yeah, there. I remember there was a Atlanta United, United game. game. Yeah, and yeah. He yeah. just went up to the fan section, and I remember he always. He always talked about soccer crowds as an inspiration. Yeah. He always talked about um, soccer. He loved soccer chants. He, like yeah. he said there was something to it. Yeah. And sure enough, like he left the locker room. I guess he's like, oh, there, there's my host having happening. a game. <laughs> he went to the fan section of Atlanta United and was just like posting videos from there. But he was just hanging around with his mask and his red. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And, I remember and, that. And um, yeah, and but if you notice, like he. During the listening party, a lot of the motions he was doing was that, like, what the soccer chant leaders do. Like, yeah. you know how they do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was He was doing that, like, yeah. during some of the songs. So I can tell that that was one of the things he grabbed influence from. And mm-hmm. then there was an NFL game, and he was hanging out in the that that little crown rafter thing. He was, oh, like, just okay. at the top, taking everything in. <laughs> he was, like, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, <laughs> like Phantom man. of the Stadium. That's crazy. I didn't even know that, man. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. But yeah, man. So obviously you were mentioning marketing. I think this is a good time to talk about yeah. like the rollout of this album. What are your thoughts on the rollout? And then also like what can indie artists get from this? Because I think this is a definitely this this album comes out and I know so many people on Instagram were inspired by it. Like they were like, dude, I want to get back in the studio. I wanna do something similar to this. Beautiful. I wanna have some sort of experience like this. Um, especially because the album's finally out. And now you're able to consume it as well as like digest it along with all the sessions that happened, you know? I think this album is an invitation to, to become, to step into the role of, like you mentioned earlier, uh, a conductor. Yeah. And it's like a good opportunity to flex your network. Mm -hmm. And it's like an invitation for all the talented people you have around you. Obviously there's some people who are, professionals and you might have to dish out money but let's assume yeah. let's assume you're you have minimal money to spend yeah you should be able to have enough close friendships that they'll, they'll be interested in making music with you and collaborating with you yeah. and i think the more collaborative you make it the more you're kind of funneling in or siphoning uh, in their fan bases into what you're doing yeah so there's that aspect of it like be collaborative don't be afraid to like i mean some people want to do it all yeah, and and that's fine. But the more people you have on helping you and bringing ideas yeah. um, to your projects, um, people are more willing to do that than than we realize, right? So yeah. that's something I would tell artists. Another thing would be um, the power of a physical experience and taking up space. Yeah, um, at least my takeaway from it is having those big in person events. Yeah, obviously, I'm speaking to people who already have an exist. If you have an existing fan base, make make a phys- take up space and yeah. plan like. Plan a rooftop. Plan, make it as an, I mean, for Wyoming, for, for Ye, he literally just had a field mm-hmm. and put a fire in it and had it streaming for an hour before. And that's, that's like, that's, uh, that's classic Kanye making you wait. He yeah. He's not afraid to take up space or time. Yeah. And obviously a lot of us don't have that pull. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to watch a stream of you like sitting by a fire, but <laughs> yeah. if you don't have that, at least create the, the video, a visual experience that yeah. assume that you're going to get bigger yeah. and your future fans are going to kind of want to dig into your back 
backlog of content and that mm-hmm. listening party will be there. Yeah. I know um, Logic had a listening party with his closest friends. That's true. And, and I loved listening to it. I loved, it was, it, it was just his friends and then he was just in front of a computer and then he live streamed that entire experience. Yeah. And he's like crying because it was supposed to be his last album and then he was like crying. Yeah, that's and right. um, he was all emotional, but he brought us into the experience of him listening to the album. Yeah, and okay, you don't, you may not have Logic's following, but you do have friends. You do have like, you know, now that I'm back here, I know for my Crown World album, I, mm-hmm. I know I could have gathered cousins, you and yeah, yeah, but I, I just didn't think of it. I was so, you know, I was, I had just moved to and was yeah, going through true. stuff. But yeah, that's a takeaway. Like when with artists, like create a physical experience that people can attend. Or watch a video of later, and um, yeah. yeah, that's that, that's that's my key takeaways. Keep don't don't neglect the physical. Don't stop existing just as a virtual avatar mm-hmm. online. Make sure you have you know. Make sure you have physical copies. T- take up space and time. Like so, yeah. don't feel don't be afraid to invite people to. Hey, we're just going to a hallway, and yeah. we're gonna. And if you have fan. Um, fans have them like throw their own listening parties That's and true. and then and you know if they want to stream it or if they want to yeah you know send it to influencers and let them have their whatever there's so many different yeah. things just That's involve true. physical space so those are my marketing takeaways yeah yeah that's really good man yeah i think that i mean at, at, at the same time like obviously people need to know this is all work it's a lot of work and i think that's the thing people get like a little bothered by but it's like dude like it's a lot of money or work. It's kind of, yeah. You can skip some of the work with if you have a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. And I just kind of feel like I don't get when people do the whole like, well, like it seems like it's a lot of work. So I'd rather not. Let me just put my album out on whatever streaming and let it be that, you know. Um, I'm guilty of you that. Know, and that's, you know, yeah. I, I think if I had an album on Spotify, that'd probably be my approach too, you know, because I it just it's easier. You know, mm-hmm. it's easier than... You know, saying, hey, like, you know, my cousin having a studio space, hey, can I rent it out for a couple hours, have some people over and then, you know, have someone film a listening session in here Um, because I'd rather, like you said, have that. And then it's it's like um, it just takes more time because you got to invite people, you got to make sure they show up. You know all these things, but there's a party planning aspect. Of yeah, it, but you can crowdsource that. That's you, true, love right? You, they'll do it. Yeah, and you think about it, like you like going to parties, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how you got into music. Like everybody likes going to parties. That's how they get into music. Like if I didn't go to beat showcases, I probably wouldn't be liking making beats as much yep. as I do. But like, um, it's a it's a thing where like you kind of have to think about it as like that feeling that you got that inspired you you have that same ability to inspire other people so that's what the physical element does you know what i mean like that's what it does so i think like for as much as people want to say oh it's a lot of work it's like well i mean who you might touch somebody man yeah yeah what i mean exactly yeah i'm just saying like you can't you can't dismiss yourself so easily because i feel that's what people are doing when they don't want to when they opt out is that you're dismissing yourself of an ability to do you're just the album launch is just the start line yeah and yeah i'm glad you said that now you have to promote it and and push it yeah and it's like the podcast Mm -hmm. right now we're recording it we're gonna mix it in post and then we're gonna publish it that's kind of like the 10 percent, i would say maybe 20 if we want to give ourselves a little bit more credit like um that's probably 20 percent of it 80 percent is being able to get people to listen to it and and that's where it gets a little tough because um 
you're asking of people's time mm-hmm. to listen to a conversation that they may or may not like really be into or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's 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 tough to do the video clips and all that stuff because yeah. it does take time to do all of it. And captions and each one is a caption. Caption, and, yeah. Get the graph going. Graph going. <laughs> get the little snippets going. Yeah. Finding the right snippet. Snippet. Yeah. Um, Making sure it's on to time to the Instagram timer, whatever yeah. they allow you to, and it it it's all that. Obviously, you know, a way to avoid it is to have all that prepped prior to publishing the episode because I think sometimes when you do it after you publish you're kind of now racing against time that it doesn't sound too dated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been doing that with my, like my <laughs> own podcast. Like I'll post them and then I'll, and then I'll promote them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes like, I think if you have an evergreen thing, it's fine. But I know even for us at the West box Score, like oh, some of that stuff's not dated. And expires, it's like, yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't put it up in a day or two, like any sort of snippet, then it's just forget about it at yeah, this point. You're right. Like, you're right. So I, I don't think, have that issue with mine. And that's the thing, you know, then that's why I like what we're doing here. That's why I said like, Let's let this project breathe because if we did the instant reaction, people are going to be like, well, you're reacting to something that happened like three weeks ago. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we purposely aren't now. You know what I mean? And I kind of got this idea from Trevor Noah because apparently his podcast, he does the whole like, I'm doing a recap of the news a week later oh, to let so it happen and see yeah. what the reactions were instead of the on the day. Reactionary yeah. impulse. Impulsive. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So that's that's kind of one of those things. And I think that that's important. I think. At the same time, too, I would add to what you're saying is, like, just being able to, like, plan your stuff properly. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've seen so many people put make music and get really hyped about the process, like, taking video of them in the studio and or taking video of them making the track or whatever, whatever. Because, obviously, we like to show on social media that we're, we're really about with this thing. We're really creatives at heart, and this is what we do. We don't want to tell people we have, like, day jobs. And that's kind of, like, a big part of it, right? And I think that's fine. But at the same time, like, you got to, like, know, like, how to plan the release. You know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of them fail. Yeah. They say they get so caught up in the whole, like, creating it, Instagramming it in terms of, like, the studio moment that by the time they either don't put out any music because that tends to happen. You record all this stuff and then nothing gets released. Um, yet you already kind of showed your audience that you're working on something. Yeah. And, and then it then. Your audience is waiting for it and it never happens. And then years go by and they're yeah. like, wait, weren't you like recording something? Like, Dude, you know? <laughs> I had, I had a, I remember for Crown World, I yeah. remember putting in a lot of like, I was like, all right, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this a lot of, yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of energy. And I remember like going one night and like creating video montage and then projecting it on the screen yeah. and then recording myself like, yeah, like, four minutes of that so that I can have little snippets to pick, pick from and I could just overlay music on top of it yeah. to promote a, a specific song. But I also created like a specific graphic for each of the singles and yeah, the yeah, lyrics yeah. I remember and the credits. Yeah. And to me, I, what I was thinking, I was like, nobody's asking for this. That was the hardest part. Nobody's <laughs> asking for this. But the reason why I feel like I went through all that work was because I wanted to create a model for all the artists that I do work with Yeah. to like, hey, like, this is me eating my own dog food. And like I yeah. tell you to do this, this is this is what you should do. And it's a lot of work for me. I have Photoshop, I have I have Premiere, I have all these tools mm-hmm. that make it easy for me. And even then it's a lot of work. So it it kind of lets them know, like, hey, this is a lot of work, but at the end of the day, as long any content yeah. works. And I think the missing piece for my release was there was no live event. There yeah. was no live. I, I wish what would have cemented the whole 
that rollout for me mm-hmm. was some type of live performance. Yeah. Yeah. And give it a physical, like, there was no, everything was just prepackaged and there wasn't yeah. like a raw, like, okay, here's the live sounds. Yeah. It's not too late, obviously, but, and that's what Kanye did. He did that before it even launched. Like, yeah. There's, there's actual, there's an actual visual. Yeah. And if you, if you've seen on his YouTube channel, the third Chicago show, mm-hmm. um, he took the the snippets from each song and released those as videos. Oh, so, okay. um, And that was cool, by the way. The cars going in a circle. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's right. Uh, I remember that. Now. Uh, another thing is the way he A B tested. Like yeah. the first, the first one was a, the first album was so different than the second listening. Yeah, which was so different than the third. Yeah, and it was more polished. And yeah. That's another that's another takeaway. And yeah. Apparently in the first one, he was underneath, you know how he had that bad little setup. Yeah. He was there's a part when he's like acting out a scene, like where he's on the phone yelling at like yeah. he's supposed to, supposedly yelling at a girl. Yeah. Apparently he was on the phone with Mike Dean. Oh wow. And he was telling him like like there's something like something about the specific sound that he was hearing that like needed to like needed to change and oh wow apparently yeah apparently that was a real conversation he was talking to mike <laughs> man just just funny dang funny like little little stories and idiosyncrasies oh, it'd be sick if they had a documentary i'm telling you i'm man. hoping they do i'm hoping we just don't know yet yeah but i'm hoping there's like a, there was a crew behind this whole thing and that maybe years down the line it comes out as like a thing um because that'd be cool because I think, honestly, this is something that I hope that Kanye realizes that this is something some of us fans want to relive outside of the Apple sessions. Because I'm sure Apple had it recorded and they could throw it up whenever and people yeah. could re-listen to it or re-watch it again. But it'd be cool to have like a behind-the-scenes mixed with that. Yeah. You know like what I mean? The, the, like the long version for, you know, we can kind of see the mixing process. Yeah. And then the shorter version, like the chaos of... He, there must have been at least 20 different studio operations going on at the same time yeah. that and then somebody controlling the master like yeah just organizing all that and yeah like those poor engineers i mean i'm sure you've seen that the <laughs> go find god snippet like, yeah dude that like, was crazy like everyone's like that that dude must he yeah he was late he should have been there at nine he was there at 12 but i'm like he was probably up Till six, yeah, five the night before. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, you don't know what someone was really going through mm-hmm. in that space. So yeah, but that was that was wild. It was funny though. Kanye's response, I can't with that guy. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Go find God. Stop uh, texting. Go find God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, what do you think? This like the legacy of this album is gonna be. Where do you rank this album on Kanye's discography? So his albums are constantly shuffling in my head. The top spot's always been Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, graduation, all of those are just will always be special. Yeah. But to me, what and I to me it, it should be a subjective thing. I'm not making an objective. Yeah. Um, I don't believe music is objective. Like that's what's what music is. So it's how did you experience it? Those first ones introduced me to Kanye and like I wasn't a big fan, but it was like, oh yeah, he's clearly the best producer musician artist yeah. around right now i knew it even though i wasn't like like fully immersed into his career yeah um but then and then i i enjoyed um i really enjoyed the 808s that, that was yeah was like, yeah like kanye yeah, yeah. being kanye he's amazing yeah and um but beautiful twisted fantasy that was like a shock to my system yeah like, this is possible and like this kind of artistry is possible so that yeah. will always have a top spot yeah. 
but Pablo was up there. Like Jesus, Jesus was cool, but it, it was Jesus. I like was cool. Pablo, the experience, the rollout, all of that. That's when I became a Kanye stan. Yeah, Pablo. <laughs> so Pablo is all is up there. Yeah, but dude, I was telling my friend, I'm conflicted. This Donda is getting close to beautiful twisted fantasy. Yeah, but it doesn't have runaway it doesn't have power and that's, that's true the only thing keeping it out that's true yeah but as far as like the the me like the depth it takes me yeah and like the more i've been listening to it, I'm, it, it it's up there man it's up there with some of its top spot and i hate lists yeah so i'm i'm, I'm gonna say this is up there top three i don't think i can fully topple twisted fantasy twisted fantasy yeah, yeah that's a good one man that was definitely like the return of kanye for a lot of us that had been following him since the college dropout. Um, it felt like, okay, 808 was cool. Obviously, heartbreak and 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 then exploring all this electronic sound, which were like, what the heck, Kanye? You're, you're a vinyl sampling dude. What the hell? Um, and, then, and then after that, just kind of having a bunch of random projects that felt like, okay, we just know that Kanye's a pop star and he's a mainstream act now. He's no longer the backpacker yeah. with the Louis Vuitton. Now he really is wearing the Louis Vuitton and trying to be part, trying to be working for Louis Vuitton or being a part of it, um, at least. And um, yeah, Twisted Fantasy was like that, oh, shoot, like he's back. Like mm -hmm. this is Kanye going back to sampling again, going back to getting like rappers that do a bunch of lyrical stuff again, not just pop rappers, but like really like, you know, he had like a lot of dudes on there, like Rick Ross and Jay Z, and kind of felt like more like okay, like you're really trying to be grimy again, you know. So, yeah, that's why it's tough to top that one in my list too. Where I feel like, yeah, I think for me it's definitely like I love College Dropout just because it was like senior year high school. There's just fond memories of that album coming out and what it made me feel in terms of how I viewed rap. Yeah. In terms of like, like that sa vinyl sampled beats. Um, and lyrical raps with Talib Kweli and Most Deaf back then when Most Deaf was Most yep. Deaf. Mm -hmm. Like having those guys come on and and I was just like, yo, this is cool because like these are artists that I love, you know? So I'll always love him for that. Um, then Twisted Fantasy for sure is my number two and I would probably put Donda at three if I had to do like a ranking. Um, and after that, it could just be whatever, like graduation and all they kind of like, they move yeah. around. Yeah. They move around on based on how I feel, but yeah. That's awesome. I can totally see how you rank them based on the your the the hip hop music, the hip hop um craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um yeah. yeah, and you can't top those early when it was all on his Insonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's an Insonic. Yeah, he did all that him. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like uh, SP1200 or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's and true. And he's got like he's got like clones of it everywhere. Like he yeah. had it at the at the Sunday service and he was just playing samples and it's hard to it's hard to top that era when it comes to craft. And then his once he hit his Louis Vuitton era, his production became a lot more grandiose with strings and, yeah. and more real voices and real choirs. And, yeah, you know yeah. he would hire, he would find the best, and he would could hire him. I know he, um, Caroline Shaw is somebody he yeah. would work with. She's like a multi talented chick from uh, New York. But yeah, yeah, that I can totally see that. And whereas for me, I'm more of like. The Kanye experience, yeah, like yeah, the the rollout is a part of the the record, and yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I that's would put, that's kind of how I got after the fact. Yeah. yeah, it's like he figured it out too, which yeah. I like about him that he showed growth in his music as a musician. He showed all this growth throughout the years. Yeah, you know? 
So yeah, man. But yeah, great album, beautiful listen. There's a lot we could learn, even as non-famous musicians. There's yeah. a lot we can do, and yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can have another one discussing a hands-on rollout. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. I'm sure, artists can take can get a lot out of that. Yeah, no, that'd be good. But yeah, man. So that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to us. Hope you enjoyed it. I know we did have we had fun talking about Kanye Donda. This was a great album. And uh, yeah, anything you want to plug before we leave? Nope. No. Donda. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Dragabeats and Nahum. You are at Nahum Gold. Yeah. And you could also follow me in my podcast at um, the Social Mayhem Podcast. So I'll be probably posting this one on there too in a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. This is uh, the that's the there's this podcast feed. It's a random feed of one offs, just like this one. So uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of it. Give us feedback on Apple. You can follow us there. You can rate and review us. And uh, yeah, just uh, hit us up whenever you you know get a chance to yeah. thanks so much for setting this up and for letting me nerd out bro <laughs> for sure but yeah that'll do it guys see you guys <laughs>